Before we finish these mezcales, Albert told you that we were going to go to a touchy subject. And uh, f- second sip, Albert. Second sip. Okay. Cheers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the third episode of the podcast about agave spirits, mezcales, and everything around this. My name is Albert. I'm from Germany, Bavaria. I'm the gringo, and my <laughs> guest today is, again, the wonderful Diego. Thank you, Albert. Uh, I am Diego from Mexico. I like every day that I am here, happy to be here. <laughs> so now we already have two episodes in the back, which were right. a bit theoretical. Correct. So now let's become a bit more practical. Correct. So we're gonna taste a couple of spirits today. Maybe you have some yourself that you can pour. Yes. Uh, but we only, unfortunately, we only can talk about it. We only can share part of the experience with you. Also, if you are interested in learning more about Mescalis, we have a couple of books that we can recommend to you. And I think at the end, we're gonna, once we have tasted and we are a bit fired up, we're gonna discuss a bit of a controversy. Right. 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 Correct. And which is about... First of all, to all you listeners, salud. <laughs> salud, Listen yes. to Albert and, and Albert's <laughs> recommendation on, on, on going and pouring yourself a, a mezcal or a tequila or an agave distill. Uh, today is about that. Today is about tasting, about uh, enjoying, relaxing with mezcal, which is the target they're looking for, relaxing in general. Is it more of a drink that you would drink after work or is it something you know that you would drink in the morning to get fired up? I, I wouldn't drink it in the morning personally, but mm. some people, I have heard some people say if you drink a bit in the morning, it helps because it cleans the system. For me, it just doesn't go in. Mm early in the morning you know <laughs> coffee, coffee goes in in the morning <laughs> yes but, but agave distills don't uh some people do it it has the property also which is not very common of being aperitivo so mm. aperitif un digestive normal so both it's both normally drinks are one of those mm-hmm. like a campari would be uh aperitif and uh i don't know a brandy would be a digestive in the case of tequila, it has both qualities. Yes. Uh, tequila, mezcal, agave, sotol, all of them have both qualities. Mm-hmm. I like it better to open than to, f- to to close. After after eating, I would have one, but mm. not so gladly as before. Eating. Yeah, yeah I, understand. I understand. And um, what is good food to eat with mezcal? For example, if you want to have a mezcal while you're eating. I really like spicy food when you're talking about drinking it with mezcal. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy personally fish, tasty mm-hmm. and, and spicy food in general. Mostly I have tried it with Mexican food, Albert, so I'm gonna go I'm gonna be biased, you know? Okay. So but but I would I would say with mezcal, no, I can I can tell you something. Cheese. Any kinds of cheese, just go for it. It's delicious, especially fresh white cheeses. Like I would tell you, like a mozzarella, those kinds of fresh flavors go very good with mezcal because it's not an aged drink. Mm-hmm. So it's it doesn't taste like wood. So yeah. it's a fresh drink. So fresh things, uh, chili, fresh cheeses, vegetables in general go very good with mezcal. Like It depends on the mezcal. Almost everything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, <laughs> right. exactly. Let's go into the tasting. You already, I've seen you already have poured. Yes, we glass. poured. Right now, uh, we are going to be very, very... I think this could be interesting for those of you who are listening, the way we're going to do it. The way I planned this tasting is 
we are going to have only espadín today, which is the most popular plant for mezcal, not for tequila. The first one we're going to try, and it's the first one only because it's the lowest proof of alcohol. Normally, when I do the tastings, I go with a proof of alcohol because a higher proof will kick and will win. So if you go from a 48 to a 40, the 40 will taste like water. Mm. So normally, my approach is very on the alcohol proof. We're going to go for three espadines. And what I want to emphasize is, first of all, the plant. Second, the territory. Mm -hmm. Third, the hand. Because once we grasp the concept, then we're not connoisseurs, but we can understand much better, okay? We're going to start with a 40 proof from Jalisco, Agave Spadin from Jalisco. The method he used is the traditional method. He uses the oven pit covered with rocks, covered with earth. So it's the traditional method. And you know this guy or? I, Alvaro, I don't know. I have never been to his palenque. Oh, okay. I, this palenque, I don't know. I bring this product. I will get to know in, in the next couple of months, mm -hmm. but I haven't been there myself. Okay. okay? So 40 proof, Agave Spadin from Jalisco. Cannot be called a mezcal, mm -hmm. so it's a raicilla, but technically it's a mezcal from Espadín. Okay, so it's it's 40%, uh, I see. It's a single distilled. So, so that's that he can do it because he's not a mezcal, uh -huh. so it's okay. a single distillation. And the label is uh, La Ven Venenosa. La Venenosa, the okay. poisonous. The poisonous. That's okay. the name, yeah. Raicilla, and then it says uh, Tabernas. Tabernas, that's the name of this expression of raicilla. This uh -huh. expression is very particular because this expression comes from... You will never try a tabernas that tastes nowhere near the same. Okay. Every, every batch of agave still tastes different, but yeah. this one is a project where each batch comes from a different ranch. So the agave is changing, the producer is changing, the method is changing, and it's just... It's like uh, flashbacks, you know? It's, you have tabernas, which year, uh, which batch... Okay, then it doesn't taste anything like the next batch. Okay, and you will okay. have the same bottle, but it may be completely different. Completely different. So I see there's on the back of the bottle, it's handwritten. There's a date, which yeah. is like 0318. So that's from March. March this, this year. year. Exactly. And then there's a lot number. Is that the batch lot? Is that the same? No. When you go here, when you go to the lot, is the third edition of Tabernas. Mm -hmm. That's the lot. Mm -hmm. And then you have... The bottle, 97 from 200. There's okay. only 200 bottles of this one. Mm -hmm. And it's the third lot from these tabernas. Okay. So you have just so many lots that you can make from this one. This okay. is the third. Mm -hmm. They're going to do it because they don't put everything immediately in the in the bottles. Oh, okay. So they're coming out like editions of books. Like you can re-edit re if ah. it's all sold. So this is the third lot. But I know how much product there is from this one. And it does... The third is like the middle. There will be like five lots. Okay. Of, of 200 bottles. 200 bottles. 1,000 bottles uh -huh. in total. More or less. Oh, wow. Hmm. Okay. So, salud. Salud. Yes. Yeah, so let's, let's go. Let, let's try this. Okay. I'm going to smell it a little bit before. Yeah. I, very I li important. I, I like to smell it before I drink it. Very important. Yeah. It's only the first sip, but you can tell. So it has, I think what every mezcal has, has in common is this. It has a very earthy, True. strong flavor. 
true. And I, I think that's the same about uh, uh, across the board. But then you find the nuances in the to a third, second or third sip about it. True. But we have to like that flavor. If you don't like that flavor at all, I don't think mezcal is for you. But that it it has like some people would almost compare it to like the gasoline a little bit yes 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 yes. but it's not and and it feels very earthy and uh, that's what i love about it and then then the nuances are are the fun part but you can tell this one is that it's 40 percent. you can yeah. tell it's 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 weaker than it's, it's sweeter no? yeah easier to drink uh very important for re remember uh raicilla doesn't have the the alcohol proof to to be called uh, artesanal so they can do 40 percent. also mezcal can do it but it's not artisanal mezcal and a very important thing that I would like to point out, but it's a personal opinion, is like Albert pointed out already. Don't judge it by the first sip. The first sip, the alcohols will kick in. And what you will taste is mostly alcohol. In my opinion, it's the second sip is very important and the third is very important. Then from there, fourth and, uh, and on, it'll taste most likely the same. So if you want to try different products, pour three sips. Mm -hmm. So very small glasses, mm -hmm. very, when I say very small, it's really three sips. It's enough so mm -hmm. that you can try it. You don't, if you, if you're trying, mm -hmm. if you want to get hammered, then no, if you know, if you want to party, you can pour, <laughs> of course, much more. Yes. Yes. So, and, and I think it's a good way. Again, that's a good tip to start with the lowest one in percentage in, in alcohol percentage. Yes. I, th that's the way many people do this. I would just like to explain exactly this, what we're drinking. So that if people know and don't know doesn't matter. This is uh, an espadín from Jalisco, where they call it in some regions Chico Aguiar. So they have their pride. They mm -hmm. they say this is no espadín, this is Chico Aguiar, even though if... Uh, is Chico is a boy or... Is uh, Chico is uh, small, but mm -hmm. I don't know why they call it Chico Aguiar. It's mm -hmm. just the regional name, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, it's from Jalisco near the coast. So this one, you can try... It's much more... Pacific coast. Aha, uh -huh, mm -hmm. exactly. And, and, and it's much fruitier than mm -hmm. a regular espadín, which would give you much more leather and earth and volcano. You can see the fruitiness because it comes from near the beach. Okay. 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 Not yeah. at the beach because they don't grow no. there, but near the beach. So Jalisco is, is not yet north of... Middle. Of, it's in the middle as in well. In the middle of Mexico. Uh, okay. So it's it's like, I think, a bit northeast of Mexico City? is it A that? bit. A bit. Or more east than... Uh, more east? West, west, west. Sorry. Uh, east? <laughs> confused. No, west, west, west. See, 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 see. West, 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 west. On the Pacific. Two sips and we're already see. confused. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. No, see, see. West, west. It's west from Mexico. It's on the Pacific coast. And it's a bit north. Okay. So it's considered center. So it's still the center of Mexico. Very good. I'm, I always take a little bit of... I put my nose into it and then... I, I already like that. That's already part of the experience. And then... Then you get the kick with the... With totally, the totally, yeah. totally. Always smell the mezcal. It's going to give you a different approach and you're going to enjoy it in a different way. So every mezcal, raicilla, sotol, I'm, I'm going to stop saying all the variations, <laughs> but mezcal for me is everything. Because no, but it's, it's important. I've been doing this for, you know, I've been drinking this for three years now. And it's still hard to me to remember the names. I'm, I'm slowly getting into the groove, and it's just because of the repetition that I'm okay. There's Sotol, okay. there's Bacanora, okay. there's okay. Brasilia. So keep on doing it. Okay, I okay, think. okay. Then I will keep it. Then I'll keep it up. I'll keep it At up. At least for me. <laughs> so last tip for me. You already had your last. I'm done with mine. Another important tip for this one it's that the the oven is an oven pit mm -hmm. because now. 
we're going to go into Oaxaca territory, mm -hmm. the next one, but influenced by Jalisco. Oh, okay. And then we're going to go straight Oaxaca for okay. the third one. But why do I say we go to Oaxaca but influenced by Jalisco? This, the next mezcal we're having, is also an espadín. So we go for the plant. We remain with the same plant. So second, terroir, mm -hmm. territory. It's Oaxaca, the Mecca of mezcal, the, 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 the region where most mezcal is are produced. But this one is cooked in a vapor oven. Mm -hmm. So this a steam oven. Mm -hmm. They cook it in the way tequilas are cooked. But then this one is distilled in the most traditional, which is because it's from Minas, mm -hmm. the, 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 the Pueblo de Minas, and they only distill in clay. Okay. So it has... The it's a mixture, basically. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's a mixture of Oaxaca. It's a mixture. It's a very interesting middle mezcal for this we're doing right now. And we go up to artisanal level, 46%. Yeah, it says mezcal artisanal. Yeah, it uh, must say when when it is. Okay, and it's Mina Real. Mina and, Real. And 100% maguey, but that... Uh... Maguey is another name for agave. Ah, okay. In the ranch, those guys don't say this agave, they say this maguey. Okay. Or this mezcal also, you know, for them the plant is called yeah. mezcal. So the bottle reminds me a little bit of Bacardi, in a way, the, the, the print and everything. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems less handmade, it seems a bit more industrial than the other one. The other, uh, the, the logo and everything, there, there is a, uh, on the Venenosa, is, it's a snake. It's it's very hand drawn and this one looks like yeah very designed already in a way um, yes to me yes 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 it's it's a brand that is I don't I'm not even sure if they distribute in Mexico it's mm -hmm. made for the U S you can see the it's it's in English and everything Every, yeah everything is in English yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's a, it's a brand for the U S but I wouldn't judge the product only by the cover this one I have tried. And it's a very interesting product because of the mixture of mm -hmm. elements we have here, the, the, the way it's made. So I'm going to pour it. So I'm, uh, I'm going to be a bit away from the microphone for the next uh, 20 seconds. I'm going to hold the microphone right next to the pouring process. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it almost feels like everybody's turning quiet. It's like almost like... <laughs> like like in church, you know, like the most important part in church. Like, <laughs> Salud again Salud. for those who are listening. Okay, again, uh, I repeat, we're going for an Espadín, Oaxaca. The difference between this, uh, the, the important thing why this is a mixture is they use technology, but then for cooking, but then they go all the way back for distilling. So for me, this is a very interesting product that I got to know not so long ago yeah i have never tried it so i'm you have never tried it no but smell so i can tell already in the smell it's not as intensive as the rasilia as fruity yeah it's not uh, it's leathers the rasilia stung a little bit yeah and this one is like yeah you can smell it's a mezcal but it's 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 more like under the cover a little bit exactly exactly yeah. exactly mm. yeah it tastes very very different Completely different. Mm. In, in the other one, it was like a cocktail. And this one, first sip, we have to wait. But in this one, you can feel the alcohol because yes. it's not so covered by all the fruits. Yeah. Raicilla, Jalisco is a greener state in general than, mm -hmm. than Oaxaca in mm -hmm. general. Oaxaca is more a bit more desertic in some of the, of the regions. And also in this one, you can feel, in the second sip, you will, you will notice how straight 
you can feel the, the, the flavor of the plant and how straight you can feel the flavor of the clay because it dries your mouth. You drink and it dries your mouth. Yes. And that's, in my opinion, partly because of the clay. Yeah. Because of the earth it has still in yeah. the product. Yeah. I felt more reminded of like a vodka or something like that because yeah. it's, it's, it's in a way cleaner from, yeah. from a yeah, taste. Yeah, it is, it is, it is, it is. It is. So less complex, but it was only the first sip. So I'm going to have the second one now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So kissing. Oh, now now it's it feels opening, m- no opening, much stronger. So I feel that in my nose actually. Yeah, this one, the presence it has mm-hmm. with the dryness, with this like uh, astringent mm-hmm. flavor that contracts your tongue, remains for a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's like the purity yeah. of cooking it in this manner. Yeah. So I think maybe this would be something I would introduce somebody to who is not accustomed to the complexity of mezcal yet. I agree. So, so it could be a good starting point because I agree. it's not as overwhelming. I agree. Even though the Rysilla is, is weaker from an alcohol level. But Rysillas are... But it has like mules. boom yeah. complexity. And this one is like more clear, more clean, more more down to the point. So it doesn't have... Yeah, it's, it's very straightforward. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, this, this, is, this is a clean mezcal. This is a tricky mezcal. Yeah. Yeah, complicated yeah. to say what you find here. You say fruity, yeah, huge range, yeah, you know. Yeah, of course, and, yeah. It, it, you say fruity because it's like, what do you find? Fruits. Yeah. Okay, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. And at the same time, I don't want to sound like like a crazy wine connoisseur who is like, and oh, there is a bit of sandalwood in the thirty second after the. I I'm not that kind of guy, but I'm just trying to describe what I. Of course, of course, of course. I, what I taste. You know what would be interesting if we in in, in some chapters. We invited the listeners mm-hmm. and said, next chapter, we're going to try this. Join us. So maybe if you can find those bottles, let's try them together. Yes. You know, it would be interesting. So so you're, we're just inviting you as a guest. Uh, so Exactly. To follow the tastings we can do here. Mm-hmm. If you find the bottles, I mean, the bottles, you're going to try them with us, but then you can keep them at home and yes. drink them whenever you want. So, yeah, we don't have an email address yet or anything set up or a social media account. But once this is published, we'll be part of the show notes. So write to us and maybe we're going to invite you for for the next tasting. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Good idea. (laughs) Third sip. Third sip, exactly. We're going to go for the third one. Clean. Clean. That's what I mean with the... Now that we go for the really traditionally made, which is Fidencio for me. For me, Fidencio is a beautiful mezcal. Now that we go for the traditionally made mezcal, we're not going to go to the region of Raicillas at all, but we're going to go to the region of multiple flavors, you know? Okay, but uh, Fidencio is also from Oaxaca or... Fidencio is from Oaxaca. We're staying in Oaxaca, but now we're going to the traditional methods of Oaxaca. So we went from Jalisco with the methods of Oaxaca Mm -hmm. to Oaxaca, with the methods of Jalisco to Oaxaca with the methods of Oaxaca. Okay. Okay. And, so and if we went to Jalisco with the methods of Jalisco, we would most likely go to tequila. So, okay. Which we could have, but not today. We will at com- some point. We at some point, do it yeah. exactly. Now the distillation process, uh, while while Diego is uh, starting to pour the next glasses. So now the cooking process again is basically in earth, and the distillation process is clay. Right? Uh, no, the clay was for the last one. For this one, is again the copper. Is a copper. copper. Okay. okay. Which is the most common. Okay. Okay. For all of them. Yeah, but the cooking is in earth. Yeah. Earth, yeah. Uh-huh. That changes a lot. It gives the smokiness, the traditional smokiness people look for in mezcal. Mm. 
Excellent. So, before we start, <laughs> let's look at the bottle. So, it says Fidencio, 48.8%. It has, how would I describe the logo? It has a bit of a, a retro design, I yes. would say. It has the font, looks like, like it could be in a Western movie or something yes. like that. It's like a hacienda. Yeah. Um. But the, uh, the paper is very rough, which gives it a kind it's of... made a, from agave. It's an agave paper. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. It also very professional, but it, it looks less industrialized than the Mina Real, the one we had totally. before. The image of Fidencio is really nice. They, uh-huh. they, they, they pay attention a lot to their image, mm-hmm. and I really like it. The image is really nice. But you can also see we have about 6,800 bottles in this one made in this uh, exactly. lot. So uh, so it's it's a bigger company, I guess. Fidencio is a much bigger company than the ones, not the second one. The mm-hmm. second one is a really big company too. Yeah, yeah. But the first one, yeah, it's much, much bigger yeah. lot. Yeah. But so you see the variety already here. So um, what else can I say? Um, no, I think we should try it. Um, I, I would mention one more thing, which says here on, on the front, it says estate-grown agave, which a lot of people ask, if, is it estate-grown? Because in many other distills, that's an important question. Mm-hmm. Not in agave, you know, because most mezcales, tequilas, they're estate-grown. Okay. So if you ask that, it would be like the it's, regular standard. <laughs> it's okay. like, yeah, most are estate est- It's an important question because, for example, when you go to the whiskey industry or the wine industry, when they're preparing for the distillation, for the, mm-hmm. for the fermentation and everything, they go and buy these leaves from different ranches. And then they make a pool and then they start their, their process. Th- with grapes, it's the same. Only the big wineries like Chateau Lafitte, they have their own ranch and they don't buy them from anyone. They just use their grapes. In the agave world, most of them have their own ranches, so mm-hmm. it's always state grown. It's yeah. not so, but it's it's like a concession to the international market to put this on yeah, because people n- yeah, are expecting this, th- or yeah, because they're confused. Okay, because yeah, because in in this appellation of origin, estate grown is mm-hmm. not a big thing. Yeah. But people ask, so a company wants to say, yes, I am estate grown. So yeah, it's a it, if it's if it's an advantage because people think it's an advantage. I'm just uncovering the myth. Okay. Estate yeah. grown is not something special in agave, in my opinion. Okay. Most are estate grown. So there are there are companies in, in Bavaria in the in the beer industry, going back to the beer industry, there's a specific uh, area in Bavaria called Hallertau where a lot of hop is grown. Okay. Hops are grown. And some companies use that to advertise, even if they're not from Bavaria, not brewing Bavarian beer. They say, okay, we are using this specific hops from, from Hallertau, Hallertau Aroma Hopfen, so uh, to advertise a good quality of, of the hops. So they're doing kind of the other thing. They say, exactly. okay, we're importing this because it's the best exactly. hop that we can get. Yeah, and but in, in mezcal world, this is very unusual. So, so the, the companies producing mezcal are usually using... From their own ranch, unless yeah. there is a shortage, yeah. which... which Sometimes appears mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the industry, but unless there is a, sh- a shortage, everybody uses their own. Their own, like in the yeah, normally they use they, they they use their own. It's a bit too much information in a way, but otherwise the design of the bottle is very clean, and there's not a lot of information. There's information you need, but Ex- that is extra. exactly yeah. That is that fun. is important because it's also a product that sells very good in the U.S. Yeah, very yeah. good in the U.S. So mm-hmm. they and they ask about that because they are not aware of the fact that most is state grown. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's have a sip. Yeah. Salud. So so much talking. Yeah. Salud. <laughs> Salud. Again, much stronger from a smell. Much stronger. And you can tell it's a 
different complexity from the first sip. Yes, and the oiliness is, in my opinion, much stronger. Yeah. This is much more watery. Yeah, the second this, one. Uh, the the other one felt more dry, as you said, with the clay. It exactly. it, 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 it sucks the the air out of uh, the, the liquid out of your mouth. Astringent. Yeah, like this one like toothpaste. Yeah. Astringent. That's the, the <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and this one keeps keeps uh, it humid. Exactly. Exactly. It keeps exactly. the humidity. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oily. Yeah, oiliness. Yeah, oily. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fidencio has great oiliness, and this one has a permanence. The first one, yeah. which is, yeah. Yeah. even though the the volume of of alcohol is very low. Yeah, yeah. With Fidencio, we have been working here already for a, for a couple of years. Here in 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 Europe, Ringserum, we are a platform which we are. I already said it in the first chapter. We we have all the range of agave distills. Some of the brands we're working with are present in this table right now, La Venenosa, Fidencio. We have some other brands. The project is very focused on very small producers that we try. Of course, we bring some bigger brands like Fidencio and La Venenosa, which mm. are leaders from, from their markets, but they still do the product very good. That's important. We bring artisanal product. I would say the two biggest brands we bring, because then we bring Lobo de la Sierra, We bring uh, La Higuera, some really small brands, from producers that want to show their product in the European market. Mm. Because uh, th they may be the best at producing, but they have no idea how to sell. So my partner, who lives in Mexico, was here last week. He has the relationship to tell them, hey man, you have a great product. Would you like to showcase it in Europe? Yes, I would like to. Okay, give us a couple of bottles and give us a bit of credit and let us try and push it over there and if it works then we start working with you so in the beginning it's a cost for us and them we have to bring it and blah blah, blah. but in the end uh we haven't had a flunk project until now all the brands that have started they're still with us so how, how many brands do you have at drinks room uh it's bacanora yeah we two we have two three now i'll bring you the one because, oh. because i know you are very into bacanora i have a new one mm. uh three brands of bacanora three brands of sotol Mm -hmm. We're bringing now three brands of Sotol, six raicillas. So Sotol La Higuera, Bacanora Cielo Rojo, Bacanora Rancho Tepua, Bacanora Yowí, Raicilla La Venenosa. It's one brand with six different expressions. Tucci, Mezcal Fidencio. Those are the products we are bringing. If I'm a private person, I cannot buy a bottle. No, from... we have distributors. We have distributors. Here in Germany, we work with Agavera, my dear friend Christian, Conoiseur from the subject. Maybe he could be here one other day because he's fun to listen to also. He's crazy. But he's, <laughs> he's, he's a very knowledgeable guy about the agave industry. And he's the one you guys can buy from. Just write down Agavera in Google and you will find his page. I will try also to give us hours next time because we don't have one alert for this podcast so maybe in the future we not a web page but somewhere we we can be reached yeah we need to find a space exactly uh, so exactly. as we are probably we had this idea while we were drinking some some mezcales <laughs> to inform people <laughs> see, about see, it so see. so we need to um to work on that a little bit but uh, we wanted to record a couple of episodes first and see if, how we feel and uh, also see how you guys like it and then uh, we can make bigger plans at some point i think Before we finish this mezcales, Albert told you that we were going to go to a touchy subject. And uh, <laughs> second sip, Albert. Second sip. Okay. Cheers. Ooh. Nice. 
Yeah, Fidencio. Fidencio for me is excellent mascot. It's not as overwhelming as uh, as the Rysilia, but it has more complexity to it. Yeah. So it's, it's a good kind of middle ground exactly. between exactly. the two, exactly. two other ones. Exactly. Yeah. The touchy subject, we're not going to spend a lot of time because for me, I like both. But there is a discussion about... Tequila versus mezcal. Exactly. They're brothers and they're like Cain and Evil. They they, 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 they they don't like each other when you see discussions. They're always facing each other. Like if they were, instead of working together, they tear each other apart, which is for me not the smartest thing to do. The difference between tequila and mezcal, even if the mezcaleros, in this case, I'm going to defend the tequila, which is not something I usually do, but the difference is becoming less and less. Mm. And they have to accept that. They're industrializing their processes. Why? Because it's the only way to go. Tell me, like, yeah, I want my product to be cooked in an oven pit. Yeah, wait three days when you could do it in six hours. I want it to be mashed by a family. Yeah, have you seen the family working? The kids have to work and stuff instead mm. of having a machine. Mm. So the industrialization... So it's, a, it's also a social topic. It is, mm-hmm. it is, it is, it is, it is, it is. Mm. And of course, if you are willing to pay 100, bottles, 100 euros a bottle, yeah, ask for that. But are you willing to pay 100 euros a bottle? That's a question I, I throw out there. If you are, then ask for a mezcal properly done like in the 1800s. But if you're not, come on. The industry has to go in a certain way. That's my opinion. I do judge when it goes too industrial, when the only aim is sales. Of course, that's wrong. But there are some excellent tequilas with industrial processes and there are some great mezcales industrializing themselves. There are some excellent mezcales only selecting the parts of the production where they can accelerate. But for example, using yeasts. I don't know if I'm for or against that, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. that part, there is no effort. <laughs> yeah. in real, it's just time, but yeah. nobody's suffering from that. So yeah. let it, let the natural yeasts help you. But in the part where there's some human effort and there is some work, it's a discussion. Yeah. But in flavor, I like both. So you would also import tequila if you... Uh, I uh, We are bringing a new tequila, but they are the rebels of the tequila industry. They don't have the appellation of origin, even though it's one of the most important tequila houses since always they don't want to be called tequila because they don't want to pay the fee mm-hmm. they're still against the crown like, okay <laughs> and but they make caballito serrero which i will bring next time when we talk about tequila we're gonna talk about tequila you okay. know because tequila exactly the <laughs> real thing the real <laughs> thing in tequila is an excellent mezcal mm. it's an excellent mezcal a beautiful mezcal. It's a, the one I'm bringing. It's a 46% pure, delicious, well done tequila, but it's not called tequila. And there are some brands in the tequila industry doing things very good. Uh, yeah. I don't want to say names. It's not the point of this podcast. This podcast is about informing. Yeah. But for me, the discussion tequila mezcal should be much more how they can help each other than how different they are and how much better mezcal or tequila is for me it would be like uh tequila learn from mezcal mezcal learn from tequila work together you guys are brothers and you should the world should see you like that that brings up another question for me why do you think it got so popular mezcal got so popular in the last years tequila was popular maybe for the wrong reasons but it was popular everybody here knows tequila yeah but why mezcal why why do you i mean you see it in your business i understand since you're doing it the interest has grown in purchasing these products what do you attribute that to what do you think is the reason i think i think people are more conscious about the new era of product i want to read something to you guys that in my opinion describes very good why this is happening wait 
The magic bag. <laughs> it's uh, here. So that's a flyer of... Uh, that's, this is a flyer between me and, and, and Nagavera. But there is a very nice phrase. The universe of spirits began to change when the word designer, having become an adjective, attached itself to the word vodka. Then, some of the most famous names in the world of destillation became better known for their ready-to-drink confections, misleadingly known in the United States as malternatives. Now, a new generation of consumers faces a choice between drinks that come from nowhere, taste like nothing, and have a logo for a name, and drinks that come from somewhere, have a complex aroma, complex flavors, and may have a name that is hard to pronounce. Such drinks reflect their place of origin, they have evolved, they have a story to tell, they're good company, and they require something of the drinker in return, that he or she experiences the pleasure of learning to drink. I think there, the new generation... Wants the challenge. They want a challenge. They, they need a challenge. Yeah. I'm going to say a, a brand. Absolute. Yeah. Give me a break. It is the same everywhere. But, you know? Yeah. You want an experience. You want to feel a connection. To exactly. The, to the, to the exactly. Yeah. You want to feel like you're drinking something with a meaning. Not just anything. Bacardi, you said it earlier. It's like, yeah, okay. We all have had a Bacardi. And I mean, they have done an amazing job. But it tastes like nothing. I mean, hmm. Yeah. And you always mix it. First yeah. of all, it's yeah, you always mix it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we should cover maybe one more topic because I haven't, don't think we have touched it yet. Is books? If you guys like what we're talking about and maybe want to read about it and even read the names that we pronounce, I very wrong. Diego probably <laughs> right, uh, more right than me. What could you recommend if somebody wants to get deeper into the topic? Okay, if you're in Spanish speaker, I would go for Agua de las Verdes Matas. It tells about the history of how the mezcal and agave industry developed and the families that fight it and everything. It's, it's an interesting romantic book but historical book. And if you're not a Spanish speaker, if you're an English speaker, it's called Divided Spirits by Sarah Bowen. And it's much more about the denomination mm. of origin, which is very interesting because she makes a very interesting critic on how the agave and tequila industry focused only on the region and not on the process, which we addressed earlier yeah, yeah, today. Yeah. So the suffering of the families, all these subjects, Sarah Bowen covers it very well in Divided Spirits. Try one of those books. If you speak Spanish and English, try both. Mm. Very good. So okay. salud, Albert, for the last salud. time. The last sip, the yeah. third one. Yeah. And then I'm... A pleasure again <laughs> I'm to I'm going to take a nap, probably. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here again. Thank mm. you very much for listening. Oh, thank you. I hope you enjoy this. Uh, we hope you enjoy this. Uh, we hope that we could transcend our fascination for the topic to you and uh, reach out to us if you have questions. Diego is a real expert and he knows a lot of people in the industry and that can help you. I am not an expert. Only I want to point that out. I know to me, you are. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> to, to someone who knows a lot, I am not an expert. To someone who doesn't know too much, I may sound like a guy who knows a lot. I know people who know mm. 10 times more than me. It's important okay. to say it. Okay, good. What should we do next time? Let's see. What should we do next time? Maybe I would say we stay in the range of tastings. Mm -hmm. And let me surprise you with what I can bring next time. Mm. Uh, this time we went very much for terroir because we stayed in the same plant. Maybe in the next one we can go for different plants. Yes. Same process, 
So the only thing affecting, same region, same process, but different plants, so that you can taste the variety. In this one, we went only specifically for the process. Yeah. So it's the same plant, but different region and process. Yeah. So uh, the next one, let's stay in this, in this direction, because I think it's interesting, and cover some other subjects that maybe we find out in the next couple of days that may be controversial, because there is still controversy in parts of the industry. Yeah. Good. Okay, guys, if you have found us, that's great uh, because you can then uh, find our email, contact, uh, social media, whatever uh, in our show notes and uh, reach out to us. Tell us if you like this, what you want to know about the topic so we can do the research for you. Thanks for listening. Salut. 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 Uh, and uh, hear you next time. Bye-bye. Till next time. Ciao.